0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See bball B ball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Hello and welcome to your Wednesday episode of The Arrowhead Drive. I'm Pete Sweeney let's start your morning with today's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs here's what you need to know for Wednesday August 11th
2: the biggest thing I tell them and I've said this every year is that when they go into this game don't abort everything that you learned here and that's what happens with the they'll they'll forget all of the leverage and uh, you know set the edge and all the things that we've taught them and they've gotten really good at they go out there and all of a sudden it's a game and sometimes they can go off the Off the radar a little bit. So to me, I tell them to stick to the fundamentals they've been learning, and then we'll build on it. Don't abort what you've done here in the past couple weeks.
1: The Chiefs are off today, and they could use some of that R and R, as it will finally be go time on Saturday night as they take on the San Francisco 49ers at 7:30 p.m. Arrowhead time in the preseason opener. Let's go through the injuries to know as we work toward that game. Here's who is still out tight end, Evan Bayless, wide receiver, Antonio Callaway, right guard, Laurent Dubonnet-Tardif, linebacker, Willie Gay, defensive end, Malik Herring, right guard, Kyle Long, defensive end, Alex Okafor, right tackle, Mike Remmers. An injury note to add on offensive lineman Laurent Dubonnet-Tardif, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported on Tuesday evening that LDT recently broke a bone in his hand at practice and is out four to six weeks. It's not like LDT was going to win that right guard job back anyway but this rules him out completely now back to defensive coordinator steve spagnolo who you heard just moments ago spags is hoping that his young players just don't throw away everything they've learned over the past three weeks on saturday night he believes that his unit can use saturday's game to begin getting some things cleaned up ahead of the regular season
2: you know the thing that's always hard obviously is i don't know where we are tackling now, we, uh, the coaches do a great job as best we can at simulating. Now, where I'm going is, you know, when we put the pads on, Coach Reed allows us to what we call wrap and release. I mean, the thing that doesn't get used here in training camp anymore because we don't go live is defensive arms. Then you go out to these first games doing what I call block tackle, which I don't like. It's like a swear word. That, to me, I'm really going to be looking for that, and I'm going to be looking for the operation between whistle and snap, not snap to whistle as much. I mean, coaches will take care of that, but I'm looking for operation and how guys function. I think that's important.
1: Switching now to the other side of the football, the Chiefs have looked great offensively throughout training camp, except when it seems that offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy is due to speak to the media. Monday's workout was another one of those days, but Coach E.B. knows how to take it in stride, and he always seems to focus on the positives.
3: I don't know if I can say that message right now, but uh, (laughs) at the end of the day, these are the days that help to develop championship teams. It's hot, we're tired, you know, we've been beating up on each other for the past few weeks or whatever, but these are the days that you look back upon that help define the character of the team. So it don't always have to be perfect. okay? Yes, we want to continue to strive for that perfection. But these are the days that we got to learn how to play together and learn how to drag our ass across that finish line together. And that's all what matters. That's why I appreciate being out here and having these opportunities to come and and. and And do this in training camp because these are the days that help define those moments that build success later on in the season.
1: Now, you can understand how Chiefs fans such as yourself may be a little nervous about the offensive line after last year's Super Bowl. But the Chiefs, as we know, brought in some reinforcements this offseason with the highlights being signing Joe Tooney at left guard and pairing him with Orlando Brown Jr. at left tackle.
3: You know what? Orlando's doing a very good job. I know those guys are doing some things, uh, learning some communication. But the thing that I'm impressed about is the mistakes that he does make, he doesn't repeat them. So that's a great sign. I think more than anything, it's just watching those guys gel together as a unit. And so those guys, they're giving us some good looks up front. Those guys are working together. I'm looking forward to them to continue to improve it.
1: Yeah, growing pains are inevitable in the NFL, but that's why the Chiefs have training camp and practice. It's to get these things figured out. The Chiefs' track record over the last couple of years would suggest they'll be just fine. Brown himself had his chance to speak to the media on Tuesday, and he discussed just how the Chiefs' offensive line is getting better and better each day.
4: Chris is a great player, uh, Frank's a great player, man. We got some really, really good ends here, and uh, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm, learning a lot from them as time goes. Uh, as far as one-on-ones, I, I really use that drill as an opportunity, man, just to work on whatever I'm going to work on. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, to me. Uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily approaching it to win. I'm approaching it to work on my technique that I'm set working on for that that, that day, whether that be super aggressive with my feet, super aggressive with my hands, punching, uh, you know, stuff like that, man. That's that's more of my, my approach in one-on-ones. But out here in the team periods and everything like that, uh, man, I've been getting a ton of great work with, with Chris and Frank. I mean, Chris is a freak, man, and his abilities and what he can do. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a great year. I'm just super excited he's on my team.
1: This might be a little obvious, but going against an NFL superstar like Chris Jones day in and day out does the trick for a starting left tackle let's not forget now the Chiefs could end up starting three rookie offensive linemen from center to right tackle now that Lucas Niang who remember opted out last year he's been working at that right tackle position we mentioned at the front of this show that Mike Remmers has been out it's a bit wild to note but Brown who is actually only 25 is the seasoned vet on this offensive line and he spoke just like a veteran when asked about the possibility of those rookies in action
4: oh man I mean they're great they're great I mean as far as for them to be rookies man doing what they're doing in practice uh, is really special uh, obviously starting with Lucas man at, at tackle which is a really hard position in this league especially right tackle um, you know, man, he's going to see a lot of talent, and I mean, I think he's, he's ready for the challenge. He's a really, really good player. He's a great athlete. And he's got really good feet. He's super big, man, and, and uh, you know, I'd be surprised if, if he were to struggle this year. Uh, Trey as well, man. Trey's another guy that uh, I feel as though, as he said before, man, he's a goon. You know what I mean? He, he approaches it like that, and he's got that type of mindset. So uh, he's been able to consistently uh, kick ass out here at camp, man. I'm I'm super proud of the way that he's approached it and approached the game. He's been really good and and Creed is Creed, you know, Boomer Swimmin' man. I I expect nothing less. (laughs) so.
1: So it sounds like all is good along the offensive line, and we'll get a chance to see for ourselves on Saturday night.
2: (laughs) Is this Michael? Oh, it is. I can hear myself. Okay. We
1: have discussed in detail the Chiefs' battle at second wide receiver behind Tyree Kill, considering Sammy Watkins has now gone to the Baltimore Ravens. Nicole Hardman, the most likely candidate to see an increased role in snaps and opportunities, has shown legitimate improvement in camp. And a chemistry with Patrick Mahomes that maybe we have yet to see before, it's all stemmed from a changed mentality and a new maturity, which Hardman spoke about just the other day.
4: Mentally, just, just being prepared and, and just being ready, you know, when my number is called, when opportunity presents itself. You just got to come in this camp, be ready, um, take on any challenges in front of you. And like you said, you know, Sammy's not here, and so it's, it's a lot of more snaps to go around to, to replace that. So somebody got to step up and, and fill in the role, and whether it be two of us, three of us, or how they want to do it. But I know whenever they call my number, I'm ready, so. I'm not even going good. I think I'm having a solid camp, I'm still a lot like to improve on which I'm trying to do each and every day. So, but other than that, I think I had a good, solid camp. Um, things coming easy, things are clicking. Uh, hopefully, just come out of this camp healthy, and when the season get here, just see what, where, where i be at.
1: Another player the Chiefs are rather familiar with has also made his presence known up in St. Joe. It's veteran wide receiver Marcus Kemp, who has shown significant improvement so far. He discussed his road back from that serious injury in 2019 and why it's clicking for him this training camp.
4: I feel like I've improved every year I've been in the league, and, and that's kind of what you have to do to stick around. So, I mean, early on, you know, I'm a young guy who's, you know, just learning. Uh, once you get comfortable in his offense, you kind of, you're able to find the holes and, and where you can get some catches. So, I think I was doing that before I got hurt. And, and you know, football happens, so, so you, you take those injuries. And I think just it's, it's less about getting back and just, you know, I, I'm not concerned with what happened in the past. I'm just playing football at this point. So, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm comfortable in the offense, and I'm able to find those holes. Whether I was hurt or not, I'm I'm going to improve every year. That's my goal, so that's just where I am right now.
1: People were surprised when I tweeted this, but there have been times this camp when Kemp has looked like the third-best receiver in St. Joe, only behind Hill and Hardman. And yes, I do stand by that, just like I stand by the Arrowhead Drive for Wednesday, August 11th. As we always ask, please go ahead and subscribe to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, And while you're there, leave us a rating and a review. Coming up later today, your questions with the answers from Ron Kopp and Matt Stagner on Arrowhead Prides Out of Structure. That's a wrap for now. I'm Pete Sweeney. We'll talk again on Friday for the next edition of the Arrowhead Drive.